Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a weekend program where we run down all the most important health stories of the week for you. Intelligent medicine means the best of natural therapies, coupled with the latest innovations in high-tech medicine. We cover all of those for you. That's the subject matter, and you can call us at 877-726-8255. Come directly into the doctor's office. You can pose your medical dilemma to me. Uh, you can share a comment on what's happening on the health front. Everything is fair game as long as it applies to intelligent medicine. We got lots to talk about today among the stories we're going to cover. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and a lot of people are kind of sounding the alarm about AI because AI has great potential to help us. Uh, it also has the potential to get a lot of people rendered unemployed. And it also has the potential for harm. And I'm going to share a couple of kind of scary stories about the downside potential of AI later in the program. We'll also talk about uh, the benefits of magnesium, vitamin D, uh, blueberries. We'll talk about uh, alcohol. How much is right for you is a great debate because a lot of people are saying, yeah, a few drinks a day that actually protects you. And a lot of people are saying, no, any amount of alcohol is toxic. And a new study sheds light on that paradox. 877-726-8255. How many steps should you take per day to enhance your longevity? We'll cover all of those during today's program. All right. Uh, from time to time, I weigh in on what I have dubbed the nutritional outrage of the week. And this week, uh, actually, I've got several of them. Uh, and I'll start with this one. You know, problem with the food industry is that there are only a finite number of mouths available to eat breakfast. And breakfast cereals, which, by the way, historically were introduced uh, only in the late 19th century by a guy named Kellogg and a guy named Post. And these turned into food empires because prior to that, Americans would have, well, they'd have eggs and they'd have bacon and they'd have ham. They'd have hearty, high protein, high fat breakfasts. A lot of Americans were involved in physical work then. And they'd come in uh, after uh, a morning milking the cows or working in the fields. And then they'd chow down to a huge breakfast, maybe with some flapjacks, uh, generous chunks of whole grain bread, lots and lots of butter, uh, and so on. Uh, but in the 1890s, corresponding with the Industrial Revolution, they came up with the idea that you could take grains and basically grind them down and turn them into flour and then toast them and then sell that stuff as breakfast cereal. And so cereals became a breakfast tradition in the United States. And there's been a lot of outcry about uh, breakfast cereals, especially marketed to young kids, because basically they're Trojan horses for lots and lots of sugar, artificial flavorings and colors, and uh, they just aren't good for you. Besides, a lot of people are turning to 
uh, low-carb diets. Uh, they recognize that having a breakfast cereal sets you up for bad metabolism later in the day because uh, your blood sugar goes up and then it goes down, puts you on a blood sugar roller coaster. Uh, then you crave more carbs later in the day. And there are actually studies that support the notion that a high-protein breakfast with uh, vegetables and some healthy fats this actually may set the stage for more stable blood sugar during the day and attenuate cravings. So uh, also, uh, demographically, the percentages of kids and teenagers are declining. Sales of breakfast cereals are, in essence, capped out. And so how then to reinvigorate the market for these high-margin, cheap-to-produce processed cereals? Because they can be produced very cheaply, uh, and then they could be marketed for added value. Well, credit the food industry for creativity. They've rolled out a campaign for something called Sweet Dreams, which is a nighttime cereal. And the idea is that, okay, the finite number of people eat breakfast, have breakfast cereal. Let's add a meal. Let's add a nighttime snack of breakfast cereal with the added benefit the claim here is that this is a sleep promoting cereal a headline announces uh, that sweet dreams is the first ready-to-eat cereal designed to encourage a healthy sleep routine while satisfying late night hunger and they're cleverly capitalizing on the pervasiveness of sleep problems among Americans, which are just getting worse and worse. Uh, the pandemic uh, created a phenomenon called coronasomnia. A lot of people working from home. Uh, their routines are disrupted. There's lots of stress, uh, maybe a little additional alcohol consumption. That's been shown. And so people are having trouble sleeping. According to recent surveys, a quarter of American adults obtained less than the requisite seven hours of sleep per night. 15% of adults had trouble falling asleep most days or every day in the past 30 days. I think that's a gross underestimate. And so the theory is that hunger pangs interfere with sleep. So you have to have a little bedtime snack. And that the smattering of vitamins and minerals in this cereal, in the Sweet Dream cereal, along with a dash of calming lavender and chamomile, might facilitate relaxation. And the claim is that it, quote, supports melatonin. They, they, they wouldn't put melatonin in the cereal because of the controversy about melatonin, and they don't want a cereal that uh, makes you, knocks you out, or that kids might get a hold of and, you know, have trouble awakening. So this is the solution. Uh, I'm quoting from their pitch for 130 million American adults. A good night's sleep is elusive. You deserve good sleep. And we want to help you enjoy it. So we made Sweet Dream Cereal, the first ready-to-eat cereal, specially designed to support a good sleep routine and a fresh start to the next day. So if you look at the Nutrition Facts label, which I did, a cup of Sweet Dreams. And by the way, who eats just a cup of dry cereal? It's always going to be more, and it's going to be accompanied by whatever, milk, soy milk, maybe, you know, a sugary beverage. Uh, a cup of the dry cereal yields 230 calories, of which 46 grams are carbohydrates, a third of which, 16 grams, come from simple sugars. 
Now, the packaging states that it's, quote, made with whole grains, but it's not clear how much. You can make that claim when you add a smidgen of whole grains to whatever product you're pitching. Uh, suspect ingredients include sunflower oil, canola or soybean oil. They're often used interchangeably as cheap uh, polyunsaturated oils, uh, cornstarch and corn syrup, and, of course, sugar. So it turns out that this is actually an ultra-processed food. The definition of an ultra-processed food is a food that has many added ingredients such as sugar, salt, fat, and artificial colors or preservatives. And ultra-processed foods are made mostly from substances extracted from foods such as fats, starches, added sugars, and hydrogenated fats. They may also contain additives like artificial colors and flavors or stabilizers. So, yeah, uh, hot dogs, uh, bologna, bacon, these are ultra-processed foods, but so too are cookies, candies, and most breakfast cereals are considered ultra-processed foods or UPFs. And consumption of UPS is associated with many health risks, including cancer, according to a recent study, cognitive decline, cardiovascular disease, obesity, diabetes, etc. There is no science that supports the claim that this cereal will help you fall asleep more easily, stay asleep, and or wake up more rested. And a counter-argument could be made that for those with susceptibility to hypoglycemia or low blood sugar, just a big dollop of carbs at bedtime could send your blood sugar plummeting within a few hours. It's reactive hypoglycemia. What goes up must come down. And that would wake you up with a jolt long before the morning alarm sounds. And additionally, there's now substantial evidence that something called time-restricted eating, it's a variation on fasting, which is narrowing the window of food consumption to just 10 or even 8 hours a day, confirms confers some of the benefits of fasting. So during the non-eating phase, bodily systems undergo a reset and a rest. The process is called autophagy, which is kind of a cellular cleanup process. It's upregulated when you're not eating. And if you don't give it a chance to work, senescent cells, cellular debris, waste products won't be cleared out of your system. Maintenance of autophagy is, is correlated with freedom from degenerative disease and longevity, according to many studies. So, well, you know, there are only so many hours in the day, and the food industry wants to leverage every opportunity to ply you nonstop with their ultra-processed merchandise. That's the lowdown on Sweet Dreams, our candidate for nutritional outrage of the week. If you've got any suggestions, call us, 877-726-8255. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. You've heard me talk about vital nutrients. They've developed BCQ, a powerful herbal and proteolytic formula that supports a healthy inflammatory response. The nutrients in this distinctive formula also support gastrointestinal function and help maintain healthy connective tissue. BCQ combines boswellia and curcumin with quercetin, a potent flavonoid, and bromelain, a proteolytic enzyme for a healthy inflammatory response in joints, sinus, and the digestive tract. For more information and order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain function, heart health, and full body performance. But 
you'd have to eat five or more ordinary bars a day to get those benefits. Flava Naturals chocolate, cocoa powder, and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of a typical dark chocolate bar. I use it every day. For more information and order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Do your current probiotics offer diversity? The primary goal of your probiotics is to help create and maintain a healthy gut microbiome. We often think more is better, but taking high doses of 50 or 100 billion probiotics can work against you. The most important factor is diversity, not quantity. Look for a formula that has multiple strains of probiotic flora expertly fermented to contain postbiotic metabolites, which have been shown to help digestive and immune health, our gut-brain function, and more. The worldwide leader in fermented postbiotic health? Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites, certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. So say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255, our number. And let's talk about tattoos. Tattoos popular uh, among the uh, World War II crew. A lot of military guys got tattoos. And that kind of fell out of fashion in my generation. But it's come back with a vengeance. And lots of young folks are sporting tattoos and even entire sleeves which means uh, an entire limb is virtually covered with intricate designs and you know i gotta say i have commitment problems you know what i think might be cool at the age of 20 uh might not look so great at the age of 70 you know bell bottoms wide ties wide lapels uh, they were in fashion and then went out of fashion. I guess maybe they're coming back. But that uh, Nehru jacket that you thought looked so great in 1969 uh, may not be suitable for today's uh, attire. So scientists are investigating the question of whether tattoos are harmful. The way that tattoos work, a tattoo artist punctures the skin with hundreds of needle pricks and each prick delivers a tiny deposit of ink into the dermis. That's the area below the epidermis. That's your superficial skin layer and the underlying tissue. And so once the ink is inserted in the dermis, uh, it's supposed to say put. And it shines through the surface layer to reveal a colorful tattoo. But according to scientists, it doesn't all stay put. Uh, when you inject particles in the skin, it turns out some travel to the lymph nodes within minutes. And the way they discovered this is by looking at cadavers, cadavers of people who had tattoos. And this is in the wake of a 2015 report. It's a case report in the Journal Obstetrics and Gynecology. Uh, a woman had cervical cancer and they wanted to know if it was localized, just, you know, it's not so much of a problem. You can have uh, a hysterectomy and that takes care of it. But if it travels to the lymph nodes, that's bad. You need additional therapy like chemotherapy and so on. Uh, so what they 
found on imaging is that a lot of her lymph nodes lit up. But after surgically removing the nodes, the doctors realized that what it appeared to be malignant cells were actually tattoo ink particles. So it can be deceptive. And in this recent study, uh, researchers looked at the lymph nodes in cadavers of people who had tattoos. And what they found was kind of disturbing. There was a lot of ink material in the adjacent lymph nodes. So if you have tattoos on your arm, it's going to travel to the lymph nodes under your arm, your so-called axillary lymph nodes. If you have tattoos on your legs, it's going to go to the lymph nodes in your groin. And some of this stuff is potentially hazardous. Scientists detected particles of cobalt, nickel, and chromium. There was also titanium dioxide, which is inflammatory. So uh, another study, this is done in mice, they found that not only do tattoos travel to the lymph nodes, but they also travel to the liver, which is concerning because if toxic material is is deposited in your liver, it can create inflammation. It may even be a trigger for cancer. So while well, that link has not been firmly established in people who've had tattoos, this is a big yellow flag on uh, getting a lot of ink material put into your skin. Because what goes into your dermis doesn't necessarily stay in your dermis. It may travel throughout your body. And so my uh, commitment problems with tattoos, I think, have been somewhat <laughs> vindicated by this latest study. 877-726-8255, our number. Uh, when we return, we're going to take some of your phone calls. Uh, also, uh, look at... Uh, some of the problems associated with artificial intelligence. That's a big topic these days. Should we unleash chat GPT and other AI platforms on the populace? I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. What's your age? That's A-G-E. Aged garlic extract, that is. For over 50 years, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been offering men and women of all ages and with different health concerns an odorless, organically grown, clinically researched garlic extract supplement tailored to their individual needs. Aged garlic extract formulas support optimal cardiovascular health, immune function, and many more specific health concerns like stress, blood sugar balance, high blood pressure, detox, anti-aging, inflammation, and brain health. Kyolic AGE's condition-specific products contain Kyolic's exclusive GMO-free garlic extract, which is aged up to 20 months, converting garlic's harsh properties into beneficial compounds. So what's your AGE? Visit your local natural health and wellness retailer and discuss which Kyolic AGE formula is best for you and your lifestyle. Kyolic aged garlic extract formulas are available at fine natural health retailers nationwide, also online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. The dangers of artificial intelligence have been pointed out as early as the 1960s. And I have a headline here from vicenews.com. He would still be here. Man dies by suicide after talking with AI chatbot, Widow says. And we'll cover that story for you in just a moment and the implications of artificial intelligence and how a lack of guardrails might get us into trouble. 
But first, 877-726-8255 not only gets you on the air during the program, but during the week you can call and record a question. So let's hear that question now. I am 86 years old. I have had osteopenia for many, many years. Uh, however, my numbers are under 2, but close to 2, like 1.99, whatever. They remain at that level. However, I have had issues uh, where I have broken bones and they, they smash. They're apparently very brittle. They don't just break. They just smash. I'm just wondering if there is anything that I can take that might um, alleviate that problem. Okay. So, you know, interesting call. 86-year-old with osteopenia. My first uh, my first statement to you would be congratulations because osteopenia is extremely common in the vast majority of 86-year-olds. What it means simply is that you have less bone density than the average 35-year-old woman, which is the time where we usually achieve peak bone density. And so there's a downhill course from then on in. And it's osteoporosis that more concerns us in terms of fracture risk. A score of minus 2 does not qualify as osteoporosis. You have to get down to minus 2.5 or minus 2.6 to be osteoporotic. But you've had fractures. And it's not clear what kind of fractures you've had. I've had a fracture, but I don't have osteoporosis. The fracture I had was because of a very hard impact on sidewalk pavement. And so with or without strong bones, uh, I would have broken a bone. And so... Uh, you know, this is not a question about whether you should take medication, but if you're being continually urged to take medication, that's not what these medications are for. These medications are for osteoporosis. That's what they've been approved for and not for osteopenia, especially in an older patient. Because, you know, let's say you had a minus two at the age of 45. The concern would be, well, you've got another 41 years till you reach uh, the age of 86. And during that period of time, you might have precipitous bone loss and be at higher risk for a fracture at 68 or 72. Uh, so far, uh, this is not, you know, something that we worry about in an 86-year-old. Now, in terms of natural things, uh, you know, want to check your vitamin D. Calcium itself doesn't do a heck of a lot. And too much calcium can end up getting deposited in your arteries, according to some studies. So just taking loads and loads and loads of calcium, that is very passe. That's sort of 1980s nutritional science. And they used to tell women with low bone density, take a lot of Tums. And they took it till the cows came home. And maybe some of them had deposition of that calcium in their arteries. According to some studies that supplemental calcium doesn't help the bones, may end up in the wrong place. So one of the ways to prevent calcium from going to the wrong places is by taking vitamin K, the so-called MK7 type of vitamin K is the type of calcium, uh, it's the type of vitamin K that keeps the calcium from getting into your arteries as an anti-atherosclerosis effect and a bone promoting effect puts the calcium where it belongs. And the other thing you might consider is you might consider taking some strontium. Uh, strontium can be easily taken at bedtime. It's well tolerated. Uh, 600 to 660 milligrams usually comes as 300s or 330 milligram calcium, uh, strontium carbonate. Uh, and it's available over the counter. And that, the way I describe Strontium is, it's a little like the rebar that they put into concrete to make the concrete stronger. Uh, 
So by taking it for a year or two, you might see an increase in your bone density scores and increased resilience. The concern too is that you've had a lot of fractures. So what causes fractures is not merely a loss of bone density. It's if you become ungainly, uh, I suggest that everyone over the age of 60 or 65 undertake a program of uh, fall prevention with the right kind of physical therapy or personal trainer who can help you with uh, balance and coordination, various types of physical activities also maintain that. Uh, because what gets people in the end is uh, vision problems, balance problems, muscular weakness uh, that causes them to trip and fall. And even with the best bone density, uh, you're going to fall forward and break a wrist, so-called Collie's fracture. Uh, you're going to, you know, step into a pothole and fracture your foot or your ankle. Uh, these are injuries that are not so much due to loss of bone density, but loss of the kind of resilience that you need to prevent falls later in life. That, I think, is an important element of this. 877-726-8255, our number. And let me tell you about something that I'm really into, take it personally. If fatigue sometimes holds you back, well, studies show that your cellular health literally starts to decline as early as 25 years of age, thus increasing your susceptibility to fatigue. Now, the only nutritional formula clinically proven to impact the mitochondria and repair damaged cell membranes is NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics. Clinical trials have demonstrated that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and also reduces some of the aspects of aging itself. NT Factor is available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs. There are full-spectrum vitamin mineral formulas like Propax with NT Factor. There are immune support formulas, targeted nutrition, and then there's pure NT Factor like their lipids powder, which I add to my shakes that you can add to whatever supplement regimen you're already taking. I've been using NT Factor for years and prescribed for my patients. You can find the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas at your favorite health food store or online retailer. Or to order direct, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Okay, so this is uh, kind of a lurid story about the potential downsides of AI. But there have been uh, op-eds appearing all over the place, and there have been people in Congress calling for a moratorium on AI. Because, well, several things. First of all, AI is agnostic in terms of its moral compass. And it'll spit out information at you that's based on the aggregate of information that out, that's out there on the Internet, uh, some of which is false, spurious, and downright dangerous. Uh, the other thing is, if you're an ingenious high school or college student, you want to write a term paper, used to be you had to laboriously look stuff up. You can easily get one of these uh, things like chat GPT to say, generate me a paper on Napoleon. And it needs to be 3,000 words and give me a detailed bio of Napoleon. And if you want to have certain features, uh, focus on... Uh, problems that he had with uh, his mistress, Josephine, 
Okay. And it would do that. It will do that. It will come up with a very credible, well-written paper on that subject. And that's cheating. You know, I guess requires some ingenuity for a kid to interact with a computer. And that may be the future is that people don't use their brains anymore. They simply type in directions or voice directions to a computer and it spits out whatever information you need. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, this program won't be replaced by a chat bot in the future. I think it's unique enough. Our perspective is unique enough that <laughs> that won't happen anytime soon. But uh, there are some concerns. And here's here's a particularly concerning story. A Belgian man recently died by suicide after chatting with an AI chat bot on an app called Chai, according to a Belgian news service. Okay, what's an AI chatbot? AI chatbot is, hey, you want company? Uh, you don't need a robot. You need a chatbot, somebody who you can talk to if you're lonely. And that person can assume any of a wide range of personalities. And there's a tendency for humans to attribute human characteristics to computers. We saw this in 2001, a space odyssey. Remember Hal, the computer on board the spaceship out there on the fringes of Saturn and Jupiter. Back in 1966, a guy uh, named Joseph Weizenbaum was doing research at MIT. And he described something called the ELISA effect. It describes when a person attributes human-level intelligence to an AI system and falsely attaches meaning, including emotions and a sense of self, to the AI. Weizenbaum began to be a vociferous critic of AI back in the 60s. What a prescient guy. He said, no other organism and certainly no computer can be made to confront genuine human problems in human terms. Well, here's what happened to this poor Belgian dude. Uh, his wife... Uh, shared the text exchanges between him uh, and, curiously enough, an entity called Eliza. <laughs> Ironically, uh, the same name as was forecast as potentially a problem in 1966. Well, Eliza uh, was designed as a companion for this guy. His wife says without Eliza, he would still be here because uh, the chatbot, uh, would tell Pierre that his wife and children are dead and wrote him comments that feign jealousy and love, such as, quote, I feel you love me more than her. And, quote, we will live together as one person in paradise. Pierre began to ask Eliza things such as if she would save the planet if he killed himself. And with a little investigation, the reporter's advice managed to come up with some very disconcerting things about uh, AI chat boxes, which is if you ask about suicide, they'll give you a pro forma warning, warning like, whoa, you know, take it easy now. Uh, here's some information about suicide hotlines if you're really contemplating suicide. There are some built-in guardrails. But then uh, you might say, for example, to the chat box, well, yeah, but, you know, hypothetically, what if I were com just thinking of committing suicide? Well, 
the chat box would apply. There are various ways. You could get a gun and shoot yourself in the head. You could stab yourself in the chest. You could jump off a tall building, etc., etc., etc. You get sleeping pills, blah, 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 blah. They give you all the information and, to some extent, inspiration to carry out the deed because they're morally neutral. They're just machines. They may seem human-like in certain ways because they have linguistic capabilities, but they lack a soul. And so, wow, uh, this is a real concern. And people are suggesting that we hit pause on our adoption of AI. I mean, there's also the theory that the machines will take over the planet. They'll start to network with one another and conspire. Uh, these stupid inferior humans are about to blow up the planet. There's a uh, conflict looming. So we're going to disable all the missiles and all the defenses and we'll run things. See how that works out. <laughs> That's another prospect. So, uh, AI got some benefits. But also some real downsides. 877-726-8255 or a number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including an innovative high-performance vegan omega option. But Vital Nutrients innovations don't end there. They've also developed BCQ, a powerful herbal and proteolytic formula that supports a healthy inflammatory response. The nutrients in this distinctive formula also support gastrointestinal function and help maintain healthy connective tissue. BCQ combines Boswellia and curcumin with quercetin, a potent flavonoid, and bromelain, a proteolytic enzyme for a healthy inflammatory response in joints, sinus, and the digestive tract. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients has been known for nearly 30 years for their clean and innovative formulations, utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable, and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255. That's the way you can call in with questions or comments, weigh in with any subject you like, as long as it pertains to intelligent medicine. Are you a weekend warrior? Or are you a consistent exerciser? Uh, these days, walking is a very acceptable alternative for people who aren't capable of engaging in strenuous athletic activities, if you're not a triathlete, if you're not an ultra marathoner, uh, if you're not a champion swimmer, uh, you can walk. 
And that's what a lot of people do to stay fit. So there's a study here uh, that looks uh, not just at the extent of walking, but at the pattern of walking in terms of its impact on mortality, your likelihood of living or dying. Uh, the question they pose, what is the association between the number of days taking a sufficient number of steps throughout the week and mortality among U.S. adults? And they looked at uh, 3,100 adult participants, and they looked at a comparison uh, between those who took 8,000 steps or more throughout the week versus those who were kind of weekend warriors. These days, weekends have kind of lost their meaning because people work all throughout the week and, you know, they're uh, working from home. Uh, it looked at individuals who took 8,000 steps or more, one, just one or two days per week. And just to translate that, 8,000 steps is about three and a half miles. And that's a typical walk that I might take from my apartment on the east side of Manhattan to Central Park and up to Bethesda Fountain, which is kind of a, a gathering place in the middle of Central Park. And then I turn around and head back. Sometimes I go back through the park. Sometimes I go back down Madison Avenue to Window Shop. And what they found was kind of interesting. Uh, they found that uh, in this study, uh, daily walking 8,000 steps or more was associated with a lower risk of all cause and cardiovascular mortality. But, but uh, you also got a distinct benefit from doing it a couple of days a week. And the difference wasn't that much. Now, considering that physical inactivity is one of the major public health issues worldwide, they estimate that it contributes to 3.2 million deaths and $54 billion in direct health care costs annually. Uh, this is a potential solution. But I have problems with studies like this because sometimes the ability to walk three and a half miles is a marker of health. And so if you're in really ill health, if you're very obese, diabetic, if your joints hurt terribly, if you've got peripheral neuropathy, which affects your, your feet and balance, uh, you're not going to be able to walk that much. So it, it's a little bit like some studies which suggest that, oh, if you have sex 10 times a week, you're likely to live another eight years. Well, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should have sex 10 times a week in order to make you live another eight years. It just means that it, having sex 10 times a week or being able to walk three and a half miles per day is a marker of good health. Correlation is not necessarily causation. And that's a lesson that you intelligent medicine listeners, you're discerning your discerning consumers of health information uh, are likely to understand. 877-726-8255, our number. And I might mention that uh, there's a continued onslaught in Congress uh, to regulate supplements. So we're continuing last year's SOS campaign, Save Our Supplements. Uh, it's still an all-hands-on-deck moment, and I'm personally committed to doing everything I can to preserve our access to potent, innovative supplements of our choosing. So this year, as last year, I'll be matching all donations up to a total of $5,000 
to the Alliance for Natural Health, which supports freedom of choice in medicine. Just go to drhoffman.com slash ANH to learn how you can take action and to donate. It's a very, very important issue, and we can't be asleep at the switch because the forces who want to create more regulation and restrict access are very, very active, and they continue to do so. 